just so everyone knows we're recording now and welcome to the podcast cutscenes and cupcakes the podcast i feel like i have to clarify sometimes that this is a podcast i don't know why maybe i just like saying podcasts maybe i just enjoy repeating myself we just don't know but i'm stephanie i'm I'm marley (laughs) that made no sense you guys are horrible at this i'm marley there you go Lindsay. I'm Lindsay. Oh, I'm Lindsay. You're not horrible <laughs> at it. I take it all back. But we're we're really excited today to be doing an interview episode. These have really been some of my favorite episodes just to talk to some of the cool people that we know and that we've gotten to know through the podcast, through like Fanex, through things we've done. I've we just have really cool people in our community and in um our network. So we want to make sure that you guys know a little bit more, more about the cool people we know. And then you can join us as a cool person yourself who listens to our podcasts in this whole cute, cool community. I really yeah. need other people to speak. I'm just like, <laughs> you just were going on and on. Like you I know, always you guys do. Usually stop me. I'm used no. to being stopped. I mean, we never interrupt you, Steph. You okay. only interrupt us. Okay. <laughs> Okay, let's turn the time over to our guest to let her introduce herself. Tori, why don't you take over and let Steph stop <laughs> and, talking and end this and this chaos that is ensuing? <laughs> I mean, this is a normal day at the Cutscenes and Cupcakes Factory. It's lovely. No, I I didn't want to say anything, Steph. It was just like a lovely monologue <laughs> that you like a love letter to the community, and I was like, man, this is just really nice. I'm just gonna <laughs> sit back and let this happen. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you're too um, nice <laughs> no th- thank you so much for having me uh, my name is Tori Fika I um, have I've gotten to hang out with you guys a couple times uh, never on your podcast so this is really fun but uh, well I guess not you did a one shot for us yeah, didn't you I did do the a one shot and then we did do the panel together so I guess oh yeah I guess that does count I've hung out with you on your podcast I've not ever hung out with you in this capacity before as uh getting to answer questions so that's yes. cool <laughs> yeah as well as not just have you here just to talk about ttrpgs which of yeah. course i mean i'll know, talk we, about those any time not at all allowed on our show yeah. but uh yeah not in this neck of the woods tori but that's uh <laughs> that's what we've had you on the on the show you know, before yeah. as, as well as our panel at Fan X, but there's more to you, Tori. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, I don't, you know, I want to set proper expectations. So just, you know, don't get too excited. But uh no, I I professionally work at Riot Games, uh, which is a video game studio um based in LA, well, all over the world, but headquartered in LA. And they make a handful of games that you may or may not have heard of, um, the most notable being League of Legends, uh, Valorant, Wild Rift, Teamfight Tactics, Legends of Runeterra, and, you know, everything in the League universe. Also, Arcane, if you watched that. Yeah. Um, I'm telling you right now, just before anyone listening gets too excited, I had nothing to do with Arcane. <laughs> I, I don't touch it with a 10-foot pole. I'm so far removed from it in my job. So I, I'm an avid fan alongside everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but yeah, that's what I do. And I guess on that note, just to make it clear today in, in um, this interview, just, you know, so no one gets confused. I am speaking strictly about my own experiences, you know, from my own personal perspective as Tori, I am in no way, shape or form talking for Riot Games or what Riot Games might think or believe about anything. So we'll just get that out of the way. This is the the, the Tory take that you will get today. This is Tory, the like president it. and spokesperson for Riot yeah. Games. Oh my gosh. What is, that, what is that thing they always say? It's like the views and opinions expressed on this podcast yeah. are in may no not, way. May not reflect <laughs> the views and, yeah, views and beliefs ex- held by the company. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So All exactly characters that. are fictional. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So what games have you been working on recently? If you're allowed to tell us. I, I am allowed. I'm not, I'm not working on any of the R&D stuff, so I can, I can talk uh, about my work. Um, I was hired, it's been almost three years uh, ago. Yeah, I'm approaching Time my for a raise. three-year anniversary right, in June. <laughs> you survived the pandemic. I I was hired in the pandemic. Yeah, it yeah. was it was crazy. Um, I was hired as a marketing writer for the marketing team for Wild Rift, which, uh, if anyone doesn't know, Wild Rift is the mobile uh, game. The mobile MOBA, so League of Legends is the, you know, PC MOBA, MOBA uh, Wild Rift is on mobile, and uh, I was hired to help with the launch campaign of that game, and then the multiple launch campaigns of that game as it went out to different regions, and um, I've, I have mainly been on that game for my whole time at Riot. Though being in the MOBA space, I have gotten the opportunity to do a handful of things for League of Legends marketing as well. And it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Now, I guess I should clarify, I still do marketing writing. I am just also a manager of other marketing writers. So, hey, do you like that? Do you like being in charge? I wouldn't say I'm much in charge. Uh, I think management, uh, I don't think anyone like grows up dreaming of being a middle manager, you know, that's not like (laughs) a very glamorous thing, but it is pretty cool and gratifying to like help people grow and like be, you know, a mentor in that way. And, um, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm that, uh, far in my career, um, but it's really kind of eye-opening to have, uh, reports who, who like are starting their careers. Um, it's kind of like a weird look back where I'm like, wow, I guess I, I guess I have been like in the professional world for a while and, you look know, now I'm seeing these. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fun. So it's one of those things, like, you don't know how much, you know, until you have to teach someone else. Um, and so it's been really cool to, get to experience that, um, not only to appreciate like my own experiences and my own knowledge, but be able to like help someone else kind of learn some of that stuff. So yeah, I like it. I, my core passion still is, you know, the creative work. I love writing. I love, uh, being on a creative team and collaborating with, you know, artists and 
video editors and directors and people like that to make cool stuff. Um, but yeah. So I, I always ask, picture, no, my turn. I always picture, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, like video game campuses with like beanbag chairs everywhere and like big screens <laughs> and lots of consoles and like, uh, code red, uh, Code red. Like dispensary. <laughs> or like like having every, like all the Mountain Dew flavors on tap. That's a dream come true. I, I know. I have great ideas. It it is uh that's not like way far off what Riot <laughs> Campus is like. I they don't have an exclusively Mountain Dew uh machine, but the the campus is really, really cool and um I actually toured the campus as a, you know, as a civilian, uh, <laughs> um, like, gosh, uh, that would have been like 2016. Wow. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I was pandemic. Yes. AP. A different time. AP. The before times. I don't know. Um, I, uh, I, got introduced to League of Legends through my boyfriend, now husband. Um, but we he started playing it and uh, we moved next to next door to each other for a summer between college semesters. And <clears throat> he was playing this game a ton because it's summertime, you know, we we're out of classes and stuff. And I liked video games. I'd grown up like with a PlayStation and a PS2 and I and some computer games. So you know, gaming was something I enjoyed. And I was like, well, you know, like how hard could it be? I'll learn, <laughs> I'll learn League of Legends, which if anyone listening has played League of Legends, um, I quickly discovered how hard it could be. Uh, <laughs> but I wanted to hang out with him. I wanted to like do an activity together. So we, um, I learned and it was made easier because a couple of his roommates hadn't played and they were also like, yeah, okay, like we'll learn. So basically just that whole summer, that whole apartment plus me, uh, <laughs> just like, you know, grinded away against the easy bots and then the intermediate bots. And then we finally graduated to playing against real people. Nice. And, um, yeah. Anyway, sorry. That was a big side tangent. All that to say is that's why I, I toured it was Riot Campus uh, in 2016 because I was a big fan of the of League of Legends and um, had the opportunity to go on campus and it's it's really cool. They have um, a full cafeteria that serves lunch and dinner that's fully subsidized. Um, they have a cafe where you can get you know coffee, tea, hot chocolate uh for most hours of the day um it's also just like really nice they have a big spacious like courtyard where you can just walk around and kind of just be outside they have a few really nice like play <laughs> this is sound sounds like such a strange amenity but like just really nice like sitting places you know it's which sometimes that's nice yeah <laughs> i appreciate a good sitting place yeah, yeah. and then you know, oh. The, oh just definitely the highlight for me is they have a full um, PC bong, which is what they call like basically internet cafes um, over in like Korea and um, a lot of like the East Asian countries. That's how players play. Not most people don't have their own 
personal computers at home. So they will go to these like internet cafes to play these games. So they wanted to kind of create that experience for their employees on campus. So they have this nice, uh, you know, PC bong outfitted with computers and like consoles and arcade games and all kinds of stuff. And it's a lot of fun. Yeah, that sounds really cool. That is awesome. I feel like I should point out that we all went to the same college together. <laughs> in case, uh, in case listener, yeah. I was so, going to ask what college you went to. I think yeah. I forgot you went to Utah State. I yeah. did. I did go to Utah State. Was, Where so were you I, living when you lived how, next to each other? Because that's how I met Tori. Was at yes. Utah State. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I was living. Uh, Oh gosh, the apartments were called Clarksburg. I have no idea if they okay. still exist. Know, yeah, I think I know what ones you're talking about though. They're like up on things. they're up close to Old Main. Yeah. And we only <laughs> they were like the nicer uh, well, nicer apartments. I did air quotes for anyone <laughs> listening. Um <laughs> Yeah. And so we couldn't afford to live there during the actual school year. But, you know, in the summertime, a lot of the contracts were cheaper because oh, yeah. like the landlords, you know, all the students moved away. So that was like, that was like our bougie summer. <laughs> we're like, Hey, this is a cheap contract for like a nice apartment. We're going to have to move out in three months, you know, but like, let's but it enjoy. It was nice for the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is total tangent, but Marley and I freshman year lived in snow and it was like, the second year that the snow dorms were open. So they were oh, so wow. fresh and nice. And then I was talking to someone whose kids going to Utah state and they're like, Oh yeah, snow is kind of like the old one kind of run down. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, that makes me feel ancient. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. I lived in the, I lived in Valley view tower. My freshman year. If we want to talk about old, those don't even exist anymore. Yeah. My um, husband lived in the other towers. So mountain view. Yeah, the boys won. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, Logan. Oh, uh, good I, old I freaking love Logan. It's a, oh, good, it was great. it's a good little town. Yeah, it was great. I know. And like, it was even more fun because the way I met Tori, and I know we've talked about oh, yeah, it on yeah. this podcast before, is because we did the humans versus zombies game together. Yeah. Yeah. It was so much fun. I freaking loved HVZ. It was. It was awesome. It was awesome. And just, yeah. And it's so sad that like, I'm glad we were there during its prime and it's so sad that it just kind of died out. It's one of those lightning in a bottle kind of experiences, you know, where you just, you had to be there and I'm glad I was. Yeah, same. (laughs) (laughs) Just a bunch of college kids LARPing the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, pretty much. You get the idea. It's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, it was so fun. I met so many people Mm -hmm. through that, that I am still friends with now. I'm still connected to. And it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's really amazing to think about the like weirdly huge impact that that stupid game (laughs) had on my life. I it's very it. it's I, very strange to think about sometimes <laughs> I know I'm like I'm like the exact same way because yeah some of like my bestest friends that I had from college were from people that I had met playing yeah well you go through the zombie zombies. apocalypse together and you're like well you know we're friends for life <laughs> it bonds people <laughs> exactly but anyways, so back on topic because I was going to ask before Stephanie so rudely went off tangent back to your writing <laughs> Um, job. So maybe this is just me and I just don't really know. I might be a dumb question, but in case maybe our listeners aren't totally familiar either, like 
what do you exactly do as a writing manager? Are you like writing like articles or like blog posts? Are you like, what does it like, what do you exactly do? Yeah, (laughs) that's a good question. And one (laughs) that my parents also don't know the answer to. Um, (laughs) No, I, so there are uh, a number of different kinds of writers um, at Riot Games. You have uh, narrative writers, um, you know, that's, and even within narrative, there are different people handling different things, but that's things like, you know, design, like, champ voice lines and you know like coming up with who is this character and you know what 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 are they all about and where do they fit into the world and um and then you have uh like marketing side writers which i am one of those um if you think of three if you think about the like cinematics that uh league of legends has put out um some of you might be familiar with those maybe not if if not they're very cool. I can, I can brag about them because I wasn't involved in any of them and (laughs) I think they're amazing. So, um, but you know, like someone has to write a script for those, uh, and that might be like a narrative writer. Sometimes it is a marketing writer like myself for me in my own personal work. I do, I work on various marketing campaigns for the game. And so, uh, if you think social media, like, are you talking about sometimes? Like- yeah. So basically I cover all of the writing work for a campaign that might, that often includes social media posts, but it also can include video scripts. If we are, you know, doing a, like a cinematic of some kind that's going along with that particular campaign. Um, I'm tr- an example of a campaign might be like last summer. I wasn't on this one particularly, but last summer we did a big Star Guardian event. Star Guardian is one of the skin lines in the game. It's basically like magic, magical girl, anime kind of style, you know, Sailor Moon, that kind of thing. Um, And so for that summer, like the whole campaign was just Star Guardian. So that included um, every, you know, small stuff all the way down to like individual tweets about a thing all the way up to, you know, like the, the, videos that were going out along with it, like the comics that were coming out alongside. So just my job varies a lot uh, from campaign to campaign. And it really just kind of depends on what we decide to make uh, for that particular moment um, for Wild Drift. But some of my favorite work is definitely the, um, like the the video cinematics that we occasionally get to do. if, if you would like an example, I'm happy to like send you guys a couple of links to some videos that I got to help or that I got to script and um, a couple that I've gotten to help uh, even direct a little bit. So awesome. those have been really fun. Cool. Those are fun because you're getting to tell a story and like voiceover recording sessions are so cool. Um, it's amazing to write, write words down in the space of your brain and just think <laughs> like, I think this character would say this thing, this sound that, you know, this feels right. And then to take that all the way to a recording session where you get to sit on the other end and hear the actor just like breathe life into the words that you put together. And you're like, yes, it sounds even more amazing than I could have possibly imagined. So that's, 
those are definitely some of my highlight projects for sure. Oh, what's been that. some awesome. of the the things that you don't enjoy about your job? Uh, meetings. <laughs> there yeah. are a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> this meeting could have been an email. Logistical yes. stuff. Yeah. It's, I mean, a lot of it, it's pretty natural meeting bloat. You know, I think most people who work in any kind of like tech job really, um, it, you know, it just happens. Right. <laughs> it's it's yeah. hard to collaborate in other ways, you know, when you're not like all sitting together in the office. And sometimes I do go into the office, but not everyone is in all the time. We are, are currently working through like a hybrid model. So some people are in, some people are at home. Um, and it's, you know, when you're working on very like creative pieces that involve a lot of different crafts, you know, I can't just make a video myself. I can write a script, mm -hmm. but like, I can't do anything else. And so <laughs> when you're doing a lot of work like that, it's, you kind of need that time to collaborate and to sync up and to make sure everyone's on the same page and stuff. But, you know, unfortunately that just also means that you're doing a lot of talking about the work that you're not doing at the time. <laughs> in yeah. the <meeting>. Right. <laughs> On the other hand of that question, Steph, um, that Steph asked, excuse me, uh, what makes you excited to go to work? Like what makes you so happy to wake up and go to work when, you know, those days happen? <laughs> oh, I mean, well, so mostly two things. One, I like consistently uh, kind of take a step back sometimes, some, like lots of days. I just, when I'm getting like frustrated or annoyed or I'm tired or whatever, like I can, I take a step back and I just think like, what is it I'm working on today? Like I get to sit down and I get to write about, you know, Ergot, who's a, like a scary crab leg dude with a railgun arm. I get to write <laughs> his monologue about pain and power. Like that's a weird job. <laughs> that's a weird <laughs> thing to do, but it's fun. And like, I could be doing so many other things that would not be nearly as fulfilling um, for me. And so, yeah, like, I don't want to romanticize it too much because I think some people look at like, oh, this is the dream job. And to, and frankly, you know, this was my dream job. Like I, I very much looked at this as like, this would be amazing. And I do, I love it, but like, it's a job, you know, and I think, <laughs> yeah, like, and I think that's okay. I think some people, when they kind of reach that like dream career or, or there's, there's just like a sense of like, man, if I finally get into this job, I'll be happy. And, right. and like, that's just not really the case. I, <laughs> I, I really enjoy my job and I feel very uh, blessed to have it, but I think it's like good to keep perspective that like, work is work and work is work no matter where you are. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, but then on the other hand to like, for me to also just be thankful that like, I get to work on this cool stuff and appreciate that. The other reason I get excited to go to work every day, like you said, is I used to be, um, well, not used to be, I still am one of those players who sees the stuff that comes out and gets excited. Like, but, but I remember when I was only a player and I didn't work for Riot, like 
and how much, uh, you know, how the, the, the videos or the cinematics or the characters like made me feel something, you know, like, mm-hmm. and like made me feel real emotion, even if it was just for that, you know, two minute uh, time period that I'm watching a thing. Um, and it's so cool that the work I do like can do that yeah it gets to do that for other people yeah it's amazing that there are millions of people out there who care so much about the the thing that I get to work on you know not I'm not going to say that like obviously it's a team effort it's not my (laughs) individual work that's going out and making people feel this stuff but it's like when a big project goes live that maybe I've been working on for a long time with you know a whole boatload of people like there's just nothing quite as gratifying as like seeing it go and go off into the wild and then seeing everybody just like oh my gosh like I loved this detail or this was so cool I loved this part or like hey did you hear this funny joke or I liked this line or you know even on a social media post, if it's like something stupid, but we just kind of thought it would be funny <laughs> and then it resonates with people and they're like, yeah, that is funny. It's just like a little like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> do you still play League? Do you and your husband still play League of Legends? I do. Nice. I do play League. I have um, also taken up Valorant. I am not great at either one, but <laughs> they, but I have a lot of fun. <laughs> That's what matters. Yeah, that's what matters. I would say, I would say I'm worse at Valorant than at League. Uh, And with League, I wouldn't say I'm terrible. I'm just very average. I'm an extremely (laughs) average player. Hey, you could be worse. Yes, I could definitely be worse. Or you couldn't try at all. So look (laughs) at you. Do you ever troll people online and you're like, I will, I will write the dumbest lines for your favorite character because you did that to me. <laughs> you ever, yeah, that. have like those moments Even though where I have people no are like, over it. Like, <laughs> you really need to read this article and you're like, oh, I wrote that article. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I do. Um, I do like player interactions. I have Riot in my uh, game name, which is something that, uh, you you can do as a rioter. You don't have to. Um, plenty of them don't. But I recently added riot to my name just because I don't know. I felt like it was finally time, maybe. <laughs> and uh, it's actually been most mostly positive. Like it's mostly players are just like, oh wow, like what do you do? And that's so cool. And and I feel like. Um, I don't know. I was in a Valorant match not too long ago and someone in the chat was like, oh, you know, like, do you really work for Riot? That's usually like, you know, first thing. And mm-hmm. and that conversation goes from there. They ask, oh, what do you work on? Oh, that's cool. Whatever. And um, the player that I was playing with my other friend who works at Riot. So the, the, this person was kind of talking to both of us. And um, at the end of the game, they were like, wow, you guys are really nice. I was having a really bad day, but like this, this like made me feel better. And I, I just was like, so touched by that. It was so small. And it's, I, I don't, I'm not saying that I make every single game better (laughs) just by playing it. But if I can 
like be that be a positive presence in the gaming community just by you know being not a troll and like being genuinely nice and and I just happen to have Riot in my name like if that makes people happy then I think like that's that's cool I would I want to do that well and I think that's really important I I think we all know that there's been uh, reports of not so great experiences with women in um, gaming industry. And then I, I think a lot of people have not so great experiences with um, player interactions every once in a while. Yeah, um, I think games kind of like league and like um, some of these other, like, uh, I don't know, arena type games can be really guilty of those types of things. Mm-hmm. So I think having someone to bring positivity and, honestly the women that I know who work in gaming it sounds like they're making a lot of big changes that um fortunately they haven't had the experiences that these other women have not to say that those aren't valid and they didn't happen but it sounds like there's a big shift in the gaming industry so to make it more available and um uh, ready for women to be in the industry and to play these games yeah, I mean that's definitely been my experience. I've uh I know tons and tons of women in the industry like who I am so lucky to work with who are like insanely talented and smart and just great at their jobs. Um and I'm I also am happy to say that I've never uh had an experience like that from you know, I've never felt othered or put down or anything like that um because I'm a woman in in the gaming industry I have I have certainly felt that in gaming at large unfortunately but (laughs) you know I think you'd be pretty hard-pressed to find anyone who hasn't had a bad experience in a gaming community right um, whether they're a you know male female or otherwise um so not to say that that's excusable at all, but I, I think there's still certainly still progress to be made in just how we treat each other online, period, Absolutely, um, especially in gaming. But I'm happy to say that, at least on the professional end, you know, I'm sure there are still I'm, I'm sure there's still progress to be made. Absolutely. But I feel very uh, like I feel very honored to kind of be walking in the footsteps of the women who sort of pioneered the way before me, you know, cause I feel like very much like I'm benefiting from their hard effort <laughs> to, you know, make it as, as good as it is. Even Tori, today. You really need to work on your humility. <laughs> Everything you say is just so gracious and lovely. <laughs> I know. I was just thinking that word. I was like, how gracious. Like, <laughs> Hmm. so i so i was um i was wondering so does riot um i don't want to say require but do they like encourage um employees to like play the games like on their own time kind of thing or do they do they care like i'm just curious like is that something that i mean it sounds like if you work for a game developer like you're you're very likely a gamer (laughs) so you're gonna want to play games anyways but I was just curious like if that's something that they 
Like, do they encourage you guys to play? Yeah. So that used to be a much bigger focus than it has become kind of over the last, I don't know, like five or six years, I guess. Um, I think what's more important or what's most important uh, at Riot, at least uh, in my experience, is that uh, whoever, you know, a candidate, let's say, who might become, you know, an employee. It, what's important is that the people who work there can appreciate uh can appreciate gaming and can appreciate like being like just a a just being able to geek out about something you know being so passionate about something that they understand how it feels to be passionate about league of legends or valorant or team fight tactics or whatever um and so definitely by and large like the vast majority of people who work there are gamers in some capacity but i i definitely know plenty of uh of my coworkers who don't necessarily play league or valorant or uh any of the riot games it's i guess a requirement that you need to like understand those games and how they work and yeah and well, the characters course. and you know the stuff that you're actually going to be working with but Beyond that, um, it, it's definitely encouraged um, to just engage in gaming as a hobby. We are one of the benefits um, for full-time rioters is uh, a play fund. We get a monthly stipend that we can just put which just toward games. Wow. Heck yeah. And it's, you know, it's to, it's so that we can, you know, stay current and check out that new game that came out that everyone's talking about or go play this other thing that is interesting to us. And so, yeah, definitely encouraged. I love that. No, that's, that's awesome. So then speaking of other games, like non-Riot games, what, what are some games that you've been playing lately? What are you into? Well, I am famously slow on any single player games, but I do like them a lot. Uh, I grew up mostly playing, you know, like single player, like action RPGs and stuff like that. I grew up with PlayStation, like I said. So, you know, I loved PS2 was just a golden age for honestly, though, the PlayStation console. Really, it was so good. Um, But I have a PS5 now. And um, like I said, I'm so stipend go towards that. (laughs) <laughs> it did <laughs> good for you get it girl it did. yeah it was it was uh it was good I um so like I said I'm very very slow so I'm very behind but I'm currently playing The Last of Us because and I I have I've avoided spoilers so effectively wow, I what? don't know how it ends I don't like I know like the basic story like I know what it's about obviously and everything but like I I I put my head in the sand and ignored anything having to do with the show. And when the show came out, I was like, I might want to watch this. So I need to go play this game. Finally. Uh, (laughs) You're talking about, you're talking about part one, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. How have you managed to avoid like, wow. Well, I, I've like actively chosen to not, you know, spoil it for myself. And so. Dang. Cause that game came out. Oh yeah, ago. it's well past the you know <laughs> the, the like one whatever the safety date is yeah. when people can reasonably yeah. talk about it. But. Are you playing the remake then on the PS5? 
I am. Well, yes, I think I am. Yeah. Yeah. I'm playing, yeah. yeah. The one so that I'm, actually says part one on the on the box. I believe so. My friend let me borrow his copy, so I think that's what he gave me. But yeah, yeah, I'm partway through that so game, good. and then I'm partway through Hogwarts Legacy. Nice, I'm enjoying as well. I love both of those games. <laughs> I finished Hogwarts Legacy a couple of weeks ago. It was so much fun. Yeah, it's it's really well made. Um, and then before that, the game I finished most recently was Detroit Become Human. Oh, such a oh, good game! Is that game. your first time playing it? it? Yeah. <laughs> Like I said, <laughs> I'm way behind on everything. Uh, and I'm not really going in any particular order. I'm just kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, I heard about this game and everyone loved it. I should play it finally. Detroit's great. That's good. You've filtered out a lot of the crappy ones. Like, That's true. There's some that come out and people are like, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. And then like it has a thousand bucks and it's basically yeah. still in beta mode. And That's my secret you know. strategy. That's, yeah. I'll just tell everyone that's why I'm waiting so long. To Wait ten years, games. and then it will. <laughs> that's be what great. I do with movies. Yeah. In that sense, too, as someone who has to like kind of watch for trends and see what's coming, is uh, do you notice any trends coming up in gaming that are exciting or different, or something to look for? Um. Hmm. That's a good question. Uh, I think. I mean, I think you definitely see like games move in waves, you know, when one game kind of breaks into a a new genre and does really well, like you'll inevitably see a whole bunch of followers, you know, of like, then suddenly there's, then suddenly we have 50 battle Royale games and, (laughs) you know, and then like, what, how did this happen? But I do think that's kind of cool too, because then you get some really interesting, I mean, you know, a lot of it is just sort of copycat, not like super, uh, not doing anything super new, but sometimes, you know, because of the kind of forced innovation, you see some really interesting, like new concepts come out of that. Um, I, oh gosh, I'm blanking on the name, but I, uh, I feel like it's kind of trending right now. Is it like Deception Inc. or something or man, I'm going to get the name wrong. I'm going to Google it really (laughs) quick because but it's a like a battle royale, but combined with um, it's Deceive Inc. That's what it is, Deceive Inc. Okay. So you're I haven't played it, but I've I've watched it a handful of times, and basically you're playing uh, spies. Uh, you're in a team of two, and you're you can like put on dis- you can disguise yourself as an NPC, which there are a bunch of NPCs oh. in the environment, um, and you can like you know drop and put on disguises and stuff uh and you're all trying to get to like the vault with like the you know whatever's inside the vault i don't know but um (laughs) goodies yeah so it's kind of like it's kind of like an among not quite among us because it's not really that social deception but like that among us kind of blending in combined with a battle royale and it's just like a really interesting idea um and i think it's really cool to see people like iterate on games that did well you know and then find like okay cool you know what's a fortnite did really well what's like a weird twist that we could give to fortnite to make it (laughs) even more interesting or you know or different or whatever well and there's like that that game i mean it came out in 2021 i'm looking it up that's called knockout city 
and it's basically a battle royale but dodgeball yeah so it's like so again they're trying to like make some twists on things so like when we when you were talking about that how they're just trying like battle royales especially like that's such a good example because yeah they're they're trying to twist it in some way to like make it their own but it's still a battle royale so as soon as you said that the dodgeball one came to my mind I'm like ah yeah it it wasn't really my favorite I watched (laughs) I watched my husband play it and I was like that looks really dumb no offense no offense to people who like that game or worked on that game but it was just not but who wouldn't want to hop on like the Fortnite bandwagon and try to emulate it same with like the league than the community that they have built oh yeah there's about 10 million MOBAs out there now yeah well and there's a reason why they're so like they're still so popular today is because yeah like people are still playing them I know I had a client the other day who was telling me about a new destiny update they just did. And I was like, I did not know destiny was still being updated. <laughs> it's just not my game, but apparently there are a lot of people still big. So well, yeah, destiny I, too, yeah. yeah. Well, and I never thought I'd get back into Fortnite, but here I am. I play Fortnite on the regular nowadays. It's super weird, but Nerd. it's it's all because they got <laughs> they got rid of the building mode because that was the stupidest part of the game. I don't think they got rid of it. They just gave you the option. <laughs> okay, to okay. A new okay. Mode. I'm sorry. A non-building mode. <laughs> a zero build mode. I'm sorry. <laughs> and it's not stupid. Mm-hmm. That's just, that is my opinion though, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> not my, it's just my opinion, opinion it's, it's the correct one but uh... correct. <laughs> everyone agree with me I'm just kidding but yeah no like it's it yeah like I was saying like there's definitely a reason why these games are so popular and like I'm sure with the the tv show arcane coming out that really um maybe that was a big boost in league of legends I don't know but like just having iterations of that maybe that all just kind of helps yeah, that's another going. trend that I think is pretty cool to see unfolding too is I think gaming is, well, uh, gaming is obviously becoming more mainstream. Um, I think that's like pretty obvious, but it's it's also, I think the attitude is kind of shifting to now where gaming is sort of a quote unquote valid hobby, you know, right. like you don't really have to justify it <laughs> anymore. Um and I have to do with my mom. Sure, sure. I mean, there's a generational <laughs> thing still, but but by and large, society mostly accepts it as, you know, like a, a valid thing to invest your time into. Um, and I think that's also creating like cool entertainment experiences because everyone's like, oh, you know, we should take these games seriously and like so we're benefiting because like you get shows like arcane where you know you get to sort of experience this entertainment across multiple uh like mediums you know which is fun yeah with uh last of us coming out the cells of it of the game i want to say 600 percent. it might be closer to but it's like something that the cells went up crazy yeah Sure. Well, because people yeah. wanted to play the game that the show they loved was based on. And yeah, I wonder if they're disappointed that it's not Pedro up there. <laughs> I mean, Joel is very cute in the game as well, but we love both of them. They're, they're separate. They, yeah, you, you can, can love like both. both. <laughs> you have to, choose. I have enough room in my heart and my bed for both of them. <laughs> Woo! 
<laughs> okay, Lindsay, you still need to finish the show. <laughs> That's true. But Lindsay's like, know. okay, I'll be right. I, I gotta go. <laughs> Pedro's here. I'm, just um, I'm sorry for calling you out, Lindsay. That's all right. Update us on what you're doing outside of Riot Games because you are a plethora of nerdum. And I very much enjoy that about I've you. never been described that way, but I like it. Thank you. <laughs> um, I am still part of the level one geek team, um, which if uh, anyone listening is not familiar, uh, I think I might have probably talked about it last time I did that one shot with you guys, but it's a, <clears throat> we are a tabletop role-playing game streaming channel and blog. Um, and we just actually, literally on Monday, uh, we finished our latest series. We were playing a game called Vasin, which is like a supernatural mystery solving TTRPG that takes place in fictional 1800 Scandinavia. Wowza. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like an extremely specific <laughs> setting, but it's so fun. It's like, you know, take like Sherlock Holmes, put him in like the mythic north and uh, throw in like folklore mysteries instead of just who stole the gun or whatever. I don't know. Um, it's more like what kind of supernatural creature is causing these problems? Let's figure it out. How do we get rid of it or solve these problems or appease it or whatever? Uh, and then you got to go do that. So your characters are like mundane other than the fact that they are uh, a special. They have the special ability that they can see these supernatural creatures when normal people, you know, you would attribute it to like a, a demon or like bad weather or whatever. <laughs> mm -hmm. That sounds so pretty cool. it was really fun. Yeah, it was really great. We played for about three months. Um, and our, like I said, our um, finale was on Monday. The whole series is up on YouTube now. If any of that uh, sounded interesting to anybody listening. And, and we'll, I don't know how you couldn't find that interesting. Well, and we'll, <laughs> we'll share a, we'll share a link in our show notes um, to your YouTube cool. page so that people can find you there. Yeah, check it out. We're going to start a new sh a new series in a, about a month here. Um called, playing a game called Part-Time Gods where you are hey. half mortal, half divine. So you are like trying to manage your divine domain uh while you manage your mortal problems. <laughs> nice. That's amazing. Yeah, should be fun. That's awesome. Should we do little not a sponsors? Yeah, our little Nos X. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> All right, Lindsay, you were so excited to do yours, so you're going to start us off. Deal. So mine is something I have waited for many months to receive, and I finally got my Kickstarter deck of little cryptid oracle in the mail. That's adorable. It's so cute. They have like oh, wow. all these cards based off of folklore, um, like the Jersey Devil and um Oh my gosh, the, the art is amazing. And the art is just fantastic. And I am obsessed with it. So if you go check out um 
Lil Dark Arts with a Z. So it's like L-I-L-D-A-R-K-A-R-T-Z. Go check them out. They're just two small artists who got their start on Kickstarter and they made this like amazing Oracle deck. The first card of which I drew was the cryptid that I claim to have seen. So that was very exciting and horrifying. Do we get to know or is that a secret? (laughs) Yeah, I saw like a shadow person um, in Logan, actually, of all places. And it's called the Dark Watcher. Yikes. They're really scary. It was one of the most horrifying experiences of my life. But well, and isn't it like a pretty I mean, common thing for people to like hallucinate when they're in sleep paralysis? Like it's like a yeah, yeah. And that's when I saw it. like I had like sleep paralysis, and there was this thing standing over me, and I was really scared. But um, yeah, like it. It people have seen them, and this one in particular is referring to like some California trail where people have seen mm. dark watchers on. But I just got excited seeing this card. And my sister's like, I really like that you're taking what you're most scared of in this world <laughs> and like That's making wholesome. it cute. Oh, <laughs> And yeah. so I really appreciate that about Little Dark Arts is they made like this cute little dark watcher and he <laughs> goes with the jackalope and all the other cute things in this deck. So, yeah. That's awesome. Like, look at this Fresno Nightcrawler. He's like a little ghost with legs. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> it's so cute so yeah definitely go check it out go buy it go support them um and if you guys come over to my house ever i will do your oracle reading Ooh. this deck oh yeah i don't know if <laughs> i want, want a cryptid or oracle reading yeah <laughs> they're all really positive actually like oh the book okay is really positive because like even the scary one is observed so it's just about like don't act like sometimes inaction is the best action kind of thing so it's more Mm. like thought like kind of like a um affirmation Mm. and then like the skunk ape which kind of looks like bigfoot from goofy movie (laughs) is like freedom (laughs) and it's just like do your own thing and march to the beat of your own drum like he is and so like they're really cute and wholesome that is cool marley i'm just calling people out that's fine. Like I will go next. Arm. Um, I was trying to I was trying to think of something on the spot because I couldn't think of anything earlier. I was gonna do a TV show, but I always do TV shows or podcasts. So I am actually gonna do something completely different. <laughs> it's a little uh odd, but I really actually want to do Etsy, like just the whole website. I know that seems silly, but the reason why is because um so me and my husband we're we're getting ready to go um on a trip to Disneyland here in a couple weeks and it's our first time both of us in a really long time like neither of us have been in so so long and we're like let me know if you've got questions oh I okay let me just tell you real quick I (laughs) Tori I appreciate that so much however every time I've said that to somebody everybody tells me every single little like this is my favorite restaurant you have to do this you have to do that and I'm like <laughs> there's still many there's I too love many. it but also okay <laughs> well, <laughs> let, let me know if you have specific questions that I can answer for yes, you rather than me that. giving you my personal top 10 <sighs> of whatever <laughs> seriously though okay but yes I appreciate that I will definitely 
let you know. But so anyways, it's been super long. And so, um, we wanted to have some fun Disney bound teas, especially like matching teas. And especially because I wanted to have me and my husband wear, you know, Mickey ears, but he's like, no. And I'm like, okay, fine. Then matching t-shirts. And he's like, okay, fine. I'll talk to him. (laughs) Don't do it. He, you can't change his mind. Um, he will wear the tees though. So I'm like, perfect. This is great. So we we have like, we have like coordinated t-shirts and we went on Etsy to find them because people have created, um, there's so many, so many cool people who sell their, their designs on, and then, you know, onto t-shirts and whatever on Etsy. And so we were able to find like our first day is like a star Wars. We each have a star Wars tea. Second day is a Marvel tea. And then the third day, is actually a fun surprise that I don't, I mean, I actually, I guess I technically showed you stuff, but you I did. will, um, I was about to, I was about to spoil it. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil <laughs> it. I will show, I will just send it to you guys in the chat later and then I will post about it Yay! on okay. my, on my, <laughs> so, my social medias later, but it's a fun, it's a fun, like Disney sort of mashup P mashup. Thank you. Cute. That's a good idea or good word. It's getting late. I'm not able to use words anymore, but anyways, (laughs) I just, I was just so excited. Um, like as soon as, like I said, as soon as my husband was like, we can do matching teas. I was like, Etsy. And I like immediately, (laughs) what can I find? And there's so many freaking like couples teas. They're so cheesy. Yeah. They're great, but they're also like, okay, I don't want that. So we at least have like (laughs) coordinating teas and I'm just really excited about it. And Yay. Yay, Etsy. Love Tori. Okay. Well, I apologize because I'm going to plug a podcast. Do so. it. Don't. <laughs> um, we love it. I'll, I guess actually I'll say I'm I'm making up for Marley's lack of podcast recommendation this time. There we go. And I'll I'll supply one. Um that works. My uh my uncle, he uh does a history of rock podcast. Ooh. That is he Ooh. started it a couple months ago. It's called Deep Treks podcast Ooh. and um he he's taught history of rock at um like in, as a college course for i don't know how many years but several times and so he finally uh but he always kind of said that being on like a class schedule really constrained him to you know stay on time stay on track and uh where sometimes he kind of wanted to like go down all of the little side tangents and talk about like all the different pieces of the story of rock and roll. Right. Um, so he's, he decided to do a podcast where he can go down and, you know, talk about every last little detail uh, in like these nice bite-sized, you know, 30 minute chunks. Um, so if you are a, a music fan or, you know, just, even just like a casual music fan like myself um it's it really is pretty interesting and he's got just like a fun funny personality so he's he's enjoyable to listen to uh and yeah like i said they're in bite-sized chunks so if you're just like you know what i can only take 30 minutes of music history at a time then this podcast is for you <laughs> that's really cool yeah, check I it think, out i feel like um 
it's cool to learn about the history of pop culture because nothing exists in a vacuum. And so many things are related to what's going on culturally and politically and historically at the time and how that results in these different types of art forms. Yeah. So definitely. Yeah. I've learned a ton already. Nothing that I like wouldn't be able to sit down and write a report, but like (laughs) there've been plenty of times where I'm like, Oh wow, that's really cool. And of course he laces each episode with like tons of examples you know, sound bites that he pulls of like, you know, like the, here, here's what that sounds like, what I'm talking about, you know, here is a clip from mm-hmm. that, this artist or this song that I'm referring to, or, um, and, and he goes all the way back. He goes all the way back to like African music, you know, um, coming from the like enslaved people coming over to America. So like, it's all the way back to the very beginning of where rock came from. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So cool. That is Deep Tracks podcast. Nice. My not a sponsor is going to be um, Super Mario Brothers, the movie. Yes, it's so good. Um, Have you seen it yet, Tori? I saw it over the weekend. Yes. Nice. I think we all saw it over the weekend. So that is super. It was super fun. I took my daughter. She loved it. They hit so many like nostalgic points throughout it. It is geared towards children, which I don't feel like was a problem. Some people that's been one of the biggest complaints I've heard is that it's juvenile, but Uh children, but they still hit. Did I, did I stutter? You're good. They still hit the strong points with the nostalgia. And I love how they incorporated that uh, Mario music in the um, score. It wasn't like blatant Mm -hmm. in your face all the time, but it's like, um, just like led into it very nicely. The graphics were fantastic. Um, A lot of people thought that Donkey Kong was annoying and I actually really liked Seth Rogen's Donkey Kong. He was great. (laughs) I liked him too. Yeah. So I had a good time. Um, my daughter's review was 10 out of 10. And if you don't agree <laughs> with me, you have bad taste. So there you go. Well, I love and, that. and we're probably going to cover the movie um, in a future side mission here on Cutscenes and Cupcakes. Oh, yeah. love it. The mm-hmm. podcast. It was, it was a great time. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening tonight. I always say tonight because we record at eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night, but wherever you are, we appreciate you whenever you are, whoever you are, (laughs) why, um, uh, throughout all time, (laughs) throughout time and space. Someone finds this recording in 50 years. We appreciate you. (laughs) We extra appreciate you. What are you doing here? (laughs) Um, you can definitely. Oh, I was going to say, Tori, plug your social media. Oh, sure. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter if you want, at Tori Fika. Um, That is F-I-C-A is the last name. Um, Or you can just follow Level One Geek. Um, On Twitch, we are LVL One Geek. Like Marley said, I'm sure it'll be in the show notes. So, yeah, you can see me. Uh, goof around on the internet with my level one geek buddies. Um, nice. If that's what you're into. Lindsay, plug our show socials. I will, but first I want to thank Tori oh, okay, for coming fine. because <laughs> what an awesome guest as always. And 
I don't know. You just are super charismatic, which makes sense because you're good at your job. But <laughs> I just really enjoyed talking to you as always. And oh, well, um, thank you for having me. Yeah, we appreciate yeah. you. Yay, thank you. Um, and then our show, you may have heard of it. It's called Cutscenes and Cupcakes. <laughs> what? You can follow us on Twitch. It's Cutscenes Pod um, on Twitch. We're going to get back we a- into it. We're going to get back into it. Allegedly. It's, we're kind of on a brief breather. We'll hey, just call it everyone breather. needs to take breaks. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and like Marley has the craziest, busiest life right now. And so does Stephanie. So, and I knew I just dropped out of it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll get back into it. But we'll do Twitch in eventually. the meantime, our most active social media is our Discord. If you go to discord.ageofgeek.com you will see the invite and you can join by putting a cute little emoji i don't remember which one it is in the welcome page and then you can go to our r-rated <laughs> cutscenes channel oh my gosh oh my goodness it's not r-rated it is not <laughs> most right, of the PG-13. age of geek discord is pg and we are like the the exception <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm currently looking at that picture of the guy from Bridgerton, like a spoon. (laughs) Yes, I did post a bracket of the zaddies. Um, Yeah, we didn't know where. Yeah, she didn't know where else to put it except in the cutscenes channel because yeah, keep it not that keep that confined to it to its space. Yeah, Yeah. but but either but either way, we have like so many different channels and topics and all sorts of things in the Age of Geek Discord. So really. As we like to say, all geeks welcome. So if that's something that you are interested in, you need some geeky friends or just want to talk about what you're passionate about, join our Discord. We're yeah. friendly. We we like new people. Can confirm join the cutscenes. They are they are all friendly. This is not just a facade. I have interacted here with first. them outside of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the day for me. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm very rarely grumpy, but I don't know about that. Hey now. <laughs> hey. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, you guys, why don't you grab a friend? Eat cupcakes. Some cupcakes. Oh no. And then Tori, Tori play, play some video games. Play video some games. video games. <laughs> Spot on like always. Woo! That's how it usually goes when we check out. So, <laughs> but yeah, thank you for coming, Tori. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Bye. Goodbye. This has been an Age of Geek Media Production.